Connie presents the Philip Morris Crime Doctor. Here comes Johnny, ladies and gentlemen, in his red coat and brass buttons. Johnny, stepping out of store windows and counters all over America to introduce the Philip Morris Crime Doctor program to all you people at home, as well as our men and women in service, wherever this program reaches them. Another of Max Morrison's crime duck dramas, brought to you by the makers of Philip Morris cigarettes. Hello, Phil. Glad I found your home. Oh, come on in, Hyde. Hi, Lillian. Hello, Herb. How's tricks? Oh, not so good. People don't believe it no more when you tell them you're hungry and asking for a dime for a cup of coffee. All you get nowadays is a husky guy like you ought to be ashamed of himself panhandling. There's plenty of work in the war plants. That's what they tell you. Eh, ain't so good with us neither. Here's a love. I've been telling you right along, Phil. There's something wrong with a town when you can't walk into a store without being followed around by the dicks. You wouldn't believe it, Herb, how me and Lil work the stores all day today without picking up a single item. He's telling you the truth, Herb. So if you came here to make a touch... No, 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 Lil. I, I, I don't want to make a touch for no dough. I, I thought maybe I could borrow something else. What? You and Phil keep a gun in the house, don't you? Yeah. Me and Lil's each got a gun. Would you lend me one of them? Well, what do you want to do with it? Use it? Hey, if you're at the time and stick up, No, man. no, I ain't going to stick nobody up. Well, then what do you want a gun for? I'm going to kill a guy. Uh, not with our gun, you're not. Me and Phil ain't letting ourselves get in that kind of a jam. Oh, you're a sucker, too, huh? If you get yourself into a mighty jam... Look, Phil, I've been waiting for this chance. Five years I've been waiting for it. Five years? It's a long time to carry a grudge. <laughs> You'd carry it, too, all the rest of your life if somebody did to you what... I have done to me. It's been awful dirty. Was there a girl mixed up in it? Yeah, sure was. Huh. <laughs> Wouldn't you know it? Pulled a pretty good job at a pal of mine. Eddie Brookleaf. Swell Peter man. Though I the safe wasn't made, he couldn't get into. We made a pretty good haul and we got away clean. It that's what I thought. Three days after we pulled the job, I was walking along the street. Hello, Herb. What's your hurry? What do you want, copper? The inspector wants to see you down at headquarters. What for? Don't ask me. My instructions will pick you up and bring you in. Now, wait a minute. They got nothing on me. I ain't done nothing. Come along, Herb. Don't make any trouble. You're just going to see my girl. You let me telephone her, couldn't you? No, I couldn't. Have a heart, will you, copper? It's her birthday today. I was just going to that flower shop over there to send her some flowers. Look, you can come in with me while I buy them. Come on, will you? Okay. I'll go in with you. Hello, Inspector. 
I told you over and over and over again. You got the wrong guy. I was on my way to see my girl. Yes, yes, sure, Herb, I know. And you stopped off to send her a dozen white roses. When my men went to her house to ask her about them, she'd cleared out. Now, maybe you'll tell me the flowers weren't a signal for her to beat it. They was for her birthday, that's all. All right. Was she in on that safe job with you? Look, I told you, Inspector... Now, listen, Herb, you'll make it a lot easier for yourself if you'll tell me who pulled the job with you. I didn't pull the job, Inspector. I don't know nothing about it. And maybe you'll tell me also that you don't know how your fingerprints came to be found on the windowsill of the room where the safe was. All I know, Inspector, is that I'm innocent. Okay. You can tell it to the judge. Fifteen minutes is all you can have with the prisoner. That's a prison rule. Gee, Herb, that judge certainly threw the book at you. Yeah. Five to ten years. Oh, it's it's okay, Claire. Well, with time off for good behavior, I'll be out in three years and four months. I could have got off with a lighter sentence if I'd peached on Eddie, but... Yes, I know. They had me down at headquarters for six hours. They let me go because they had nothing on me. Claire, you going to wait for me? I'll be waiting for you, Herb. Even if you served all the ten years. Okay. Okay, honey. It was a lucky break for me that I left most of my share of dough from the last job with Eddie, huh? He sent me five grand. Yeah. I spent two for your trial. I got three left. Okay. Keep it. Let Eddie mind the rest while they come out. I sent the three thousand I had left back to Eddie, too. I'm going to work while you're away, Herb. Pulling jobs won't be so easy for you after you come out. You'll be on parole and have to report what you're doing. Yeah, the girl was right. Just letting a guy on a parole ain't what it's cracked up to be. One wrong move and you're back in a crank. What I want to know, Herb, was the girl waiting for you when you came out? Yeah, Lily. She was right there at the big house when the gate opened for me. Gee, I know a lot of guys who thought their girls would wait for them. You're the first one I know who found her there. I knew she'd be there, Phil. She never missed one visitor's day to come up and see me. Going back to the small town where she come from and went to live with a married brother. I wanted to come to the city with me and get married, but now she insisted that I go to the hometown with her. Not till I'd gotten on the train with her and we were riding along. Did you tell me why? Don't you see, Herb? I don't want you to go back to the city in the old life. Now, nobody knows you where I come from, and you can start all over again. Well, your brother knows me. What's he going to say? I promised him we wouldn't get married till he had a talk with you. Now, look, Claire. The first thing I got to do is see Eddie and get the money he's keeping for me. $38,000. That's enough to give us a new start. Herb, we're not going to start with that money. Why not? I hate to tell you this on your first day out. But I haven't heard from Eddie since the day I gave him the 3000 I had left over. Well, you know where he is, don't you? No, I don't. Said he'd keep in touch with me, but he hasn't. Hey, wait a minute. You mean he skipped with my dough? I don't know what to make of it. Gee, I thought he was the one person you could trust. Well, haven't you tried to locate him? I tried, all right. None of the old crowd has heard a word from him. Oh. So that's how it is, huh? Well, if Eddie thinks he can pull a stunt like that on me, he's crazy. I'm going to find that guy, Claire. Yeah, it's the last thing I ever do. Well, hello, Sam. I was just going over to your house to see Claire. 
Yeah, I know. Herb, I, um, I came over here to have a talk with you before you see my sister again. Okay, come in. I'll give it to you straight, Herb. I've been talking to Claire. I've been trying to stop her from wrecking her life by marrying you. Claire knows what she's doing. Besides, what business is it of yours? I'm a brother, Herb. Anything she does reflects on me and my kids. If you have an ounce of decency left in you, you'd help me show what a mistake she's made. Claire and I love each other. Herb, if I loved a girl and I was in your position, I'd want to give her a break. I wouldn't ask her to go through life with me at any rate until I make good. I'm going to make good. You've been out three weeks now. What have you been doing? Well, I got a little matter to attend to. Somebody I got to find. Yeah, Claire told me all about it. Suppose, suppose you do find Eddie Brookleaf. What are you going to do, Herb? What do you do with a rat who double crosses you? All right, suppose you kill him. Where does that leave Claire? Don't you see, Herb? The only decent thing you do is take yourself out of Claire's life. Look, Sam. Look, I'll tell you something, Sam. I've been laying awake nights thinking, thinking about it. Why haven't slipped away with Claire and married her? I don't know this instant just what I'm going to do, but look. If I should quietly disappear out of her life, I want you to promise me that you'll explain it to her. Tell her I. Did you let that brother talk you into leaving her after she waited for you all the time you was in a crank? Yeah, Phil, I just disappeared out of her life. Well, if you ask me, I think you did right. She only have kept on nagging you to go straight. Well, I... I went looking for Eddie. I panhandled my way out to the coast and back, hoping to meet up with him. Last night I saw him. Where? Coming out of a nightclub. Who do you think was with him? Claire. Yeah, Claire. They got into a taxi before I could get near them. Some night they'll go back to that nightclub again. I want to be there when they come out, too. That's why I've got to have a gun. Before continuing with the Philip Morris crime doctor, every car owner faithfully taking care of his tires today knows that seemingly tiny differences bring tremendously important results. A small difference in air pressure or wheels set a tiny bit out of line can needlessly hasten the day when, bam, no more tires and no more use your car. Yes, vast differences exist in your cigarettes, too. The proof of that comes not from us, but from a group of distinguished doctors who found that when smokers change to Philip Morris, Substantially every case of irritation of the nose or throat due to smoking either cleared up completely or definitely improved. To the doctors of America, these findings were reported in a leading medical journal. Now, we do not claim curative powers for Philip Morris, but these findings certainly do scientifically prove Philip Morris are less irritating to the nose and throat. And so you enjoy not only finer flavor and fragrance, but in addition, extra protection. There is a difference that is highly important to you. Or putting it another way, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And Philip Morris' superiority is recognized by eminent 
medical authorities. No other cigarette can make that statement. We now continue with the Philip Morris Crime Doctor. I don't know what more I can do, Eddie. I've been to all of Herb's old friends. I found his married sister. None of them has heard a word from him. He disappeared as completely as you did, Eddie. I don't know what more I can do, Claire. I've had private detectives searching for him. I've advertised in newspapers all over the country. You and I have visited every place in town where he might drop into. I don't know what else to do. You'd only got word to me while Herb was still up in the big house. I couldn't risk it. How did I know they weren't watching you? I had to wait five years before making a move. With no warrant out for me and no indictment against me, I'd have been crazy to take a chance before I was covered by the statute of limitations. You mean they can't do anything to you now? No. Not even if they got all the evidence in the world against me. Funny, isn't it? Herb out looking for you and you looking for Herb. Yeah. I often thought what he'd say when he found out that the thirty-eight grand I was mining for him had now grown into 51,000. For all we know, we may be flat broke. Yeah. Or back in prison somewhere. I hate to think about it. See, look, Claire. The chances are all against our ever seeing Herb again. Let's think of us now. You and me. We both played pair with Herb. He may not even be alive. I thought of that. Claire. Let, let, let's look ahead. Here's a chance for both of us. I know I'm much older than you, but... Will you marry me? Eddie. Please. Please, let's wait a little while. All right, Claire, but you know how I feel. I think we'd better be going now. I've got to be back at work tomorrow morning. Oh, uh, waiter. Uh, yes, sir? My check, please. Oh, yes, here it is, sir. Hey, uh, keep the chain. Oh, thank you, sir. You ready, dear? Yes. All right, let's go. I'll run upstairs and get my coat. Uh, while you're getting it, I'll get a taxi. It'll probably take a few minutes. Well, I'll be waiting right here for you. Oh, are you leaving, sir? Yes, George. It was a good dinner. Thank you. Taxi! Hey, taxi! Hey, hey mister. I haven't eaten since... Since yesterday. Could you lend... Hey, you moocher. Beat it away from here, I'll run you... If I ever see you hanging around here again, I will run you in. Wait right here a minute, taxi. Driver, remember me? You back here mooching again. If that cop catches no, you no, around no. here... No, I... I've been waiting for you to come back to the taxi stand. I wasn't mooching. The guy dropped the key when he came out of the restaurant. I was going to hand it back to him. You know where I could find him? Oh, where will I take a look at my sheet? Now, let's see. Uh, here it is. He got out in front of 521 Hancock Place. Okay. Thanks, mister. What do you want? Don't recognize me, huh? Hey, you dirty double-crossing rat. Oh, 
men made a thorough search of the apartment, Dr. Ordway. Mm-hmm. The only clue they found was the name and address of a girl named Claire Beekman. So I've sent somebody out after her. Where was the body lying when your officer got here, Inspector? On the floor of this room, over near the door. Mm-hmm. The uh, position indicated that the man was shot near the door and fell slantwise with his head towards the window facing the street over there. I see. And the gun was lying in the middle of the room, about six feet from the body. How many shots were fired from it? Only one, Dr. Ordway. Bullet went straight through the body. It was found in the room on the floor about, oh, four feet from the body. I see the apartment's on the ground floor. Yeah, that's right. The assassin could have escaped either by the front or the rear window. Well, he could have escaped through the door, couldn't he? Yes, yes. The door was open when the policeman on the beat got here. He heard a shot and ran across the street. Saw a man coming out of the house. He stopped him and held him. Yes? I've got him in the next room. Some years ago, I sent him up for a robbery. Oh? We never did find out who his confederates were. Wait, I'll see who that is. Yes, Barkley? Here's the girl, Inspector. Claire Beekman. Oh. Come in, Miss Beekman. This officer told me about... Yes. I wanted to... Haven't I seen you before, Miss Beekman? I was questioned at police headquarters once. Oh. Dr. Ordway, do you happen to know this girl? I don't think so. Tell me, Miss Beekman, how did you come to be mixed up with the dead man? Eddie Brookley's. Well, I was with Eddie this evening. Yes? After dinner, he drove me home in a taxi. Dropped me at my house, and then he went on in the same taxi. Look, Inspector. How much longer are you going to keep me stuck away in there? Her! Oh, so you know this man, do you? Oh, she don't know me, Inspector. I've never seen her before in my life. Herb, you shouldn't have done it. Eddie was looking for you. He had your money. He did everything he could to find you. I don't know what you're talking about. very well what she's talking about, Herb. I remember now. She's the girl I questioned after your arrest. Let me see. Yes, more than five years ago. No, Miss Speakman. No, no, please, Doctor. I can't say anything more. Herb, I remember you were released on parole. You violated your parole the first day you got out by not reporting to the parole board. All right. All right, Dr. Ordway. Send me back to serve the rest of my stretch. Nobody's going to pin a murder rap on me. How did it happen that you were caught coming out of this house at the time of the shooting? I told the inspector. Picked up a key that somebody dropped coming out of a nightclub. Taxi driver who took the man home told me who he was. I come up here to give him the key. Did you know Eddie Brookleaf? No. No, I didn't. Miss Speakman, is that true? Oh, please don't ask me anything more, Dr. Ordway. We can wait until later, Dr. Ordway, before questioning her. Very well, Inspector. Now, Herb, what happened after you got to the house? Well, I started down the hallway towards the back to find the stairs going down to Janitor's apartment. I wanted to describe the man who lost the key and asked the janitor if he could... Tell me who he was from the description. Where is the key you found? The inspector's got it. That's right, but it doesn't fit any door in this apartment, Dr. Oldway. Well, he might have been carrying the key to some other apartment. That could be. Now, did you see the janitor? No, I didn't. As I walked down the hall, the door to this apartment was suddenly opened. The man, well, I didn't know at the time, but it turned out afterward that he was the one I come to see. He stood in the doorway and shouted to somebody in the room to get out of the place. Then I heard a shot, and I saw the man in the doorway lurch forward and fall on the floor. I heard footsteps running towards the back, and so I ran out of the house. Herb, it couldn't possibly be, could it, that the dead man was your confederate in the crime for which you were sent to prison? I told you at the time I was innocent. I was innocent. I presume you also maintain you're innocent of the killing of Eddie Brookley. I certainly do. Did you see the man who you say shot him? No, I didn't. He could have got out through the rear window, couldn't he? Was there anyone besides you in the hallway at the time the shot was fired? I didn't see nobody. That's why you think the story you told can't be contradicted. 
But let me tell you, in making your explanation, you overlooked one piece of evidence that fastens the crime on you beyond the shadow of a doubt. Ladies and gentlemen, in exactly 57 seconds, Dr. Ordway will be back to tell you the piece of evidence overlooked by the suspect. In the meantime, I don't remember who said it is always darkest just before the day dawneth, but I want to borrow that thought for a moment for your comfort and for our own. We know you can't get Philip Morris every time you ask for them. Perhaps not yesterday or today, but perhaps tomorrow you will. Just remember, Philip Morris is still America's finest cigarette. Remember, too, that billions of Philip Morris are going where both you and we want them to go, to our fighting men and women around the world, a contribution you gladly make to bring a little comfort to some American overseas. And the day is coming when again you can have and enjoy Philip Morris to your heart's content. So join Johnny's call for Philip Morris, made by Americans for Americans to suit American taste. Philip Morris, America's finest popular price cigarette. We now return you to Dr. Ordway, the Philip Morris crime doctor. Now, you said, Dr. Ordway, that this suspect, Herb, overlooked one little detail that fastens the crime on him. Yes, Inspector. He admitted that he was the only one in the hallway when the shot was fired. I told you. It was fired by someone in the room. That's the little detail you overlooked, Herb. By your own admission, you saw Eddie standing in the doorway. Yes. The bullet that went through his body was found in the room, four feet from where the dead man was lying. If he had been shot from the room, the bullet would have been found in the hallway. No, Herb, he was shot by someone outside the apartment as he opened the door, and that's why the bullet was found in the room. Now look, Inspector. Now hold it, Herb, hold it. My duty to warn you, anything you say may be used against you, because I'm holding you on suspicion of murder. This is Johnny again, returning now to the thousands of store windows and counters all over America. Look for me. I'll be waiting for you. Come in and... Call for Philip Morris! Goodbye, Johnny. We'll be seeing you in the windows and on the counters during the week and hearing you over this same station next Sunday at this same time. Be sure to tune in next week for another of Max Marson's thrilling crime doctor dramas. Brought to you by Philip Morris. All names and characters on this program are fictitious, and any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. It's happening all over America. Thousands who never smoked pipes before are turning to revelation. It's a pipe tobacco you can inhale. You can inhale it just like cigarettes. Try revelation in a pipe. So mild, cool, and gentle. Ask for Revelation. Only 15 cents. Johnny presents the Philip Morris program three times weekly. Tuesday, Ginny Sims. Friday, it pays to be ignorant. Sunday, the Philip Morris Crime Doctor. For time and station, consult your local paper. There are four concrete ways you can help fight inflation and keep prices down on everything you wear, eat, and use. Buy only what you need. Pay only ceiling prices. You pay ration points in full. Keep your own prices down. Buy and hold war bonds. Just four small things. 
Yet they mean so much toward helping win the war and helping your pocketbook. This is Ken Roberts saying goodnight for Philip Morris. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Thank <laughs> you.